Hello, love. Welcome to Floating on a Cloud podcast. It is that feeling you get when you are connected to your divine guidance. Sarah Sparks interviews guests to share their story of how listening to their divine guidance positively changed their life for good. The intention of this conversation is to make listening to your divine guidance an everyday occurrence. Breathe in. Hello, love. Welcome back to Floating on a Cloud podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Sparks. And today we are going to be chatting with Dr. Patricia Ballone. And she is the author, number one best-selling author of Why Are You Sick, Fat, and Tired? She is also a coach, speaker, advocate, and lifestyle medicine strategist. She seems like I haven't gotten, I'm getting, we are going about ready to get to know her. And just from what I've little bit of read, you are a woman of great knowledge. <laughs> so where have you always taken an interest in health and the why and understanding and going deep into helping people live a better life? Have you always had this interest or what brought that interest about? Well, I would say collectively, yes. Mm-hmm. And then I would tell you that there were things that have happened to me in my life that, um, you know, are th- like the games that you play when you're kids. You know, I always used to ask patients, what game did you play as a kid? And they would tell me. And, you know, and I always think like, you know, so how did that transcend to what you're doing now? Because in your imagination as a child, if you can conceive it in your world, you can have it. And so when I played, I always played the doctor. I never Mm -hmm. played the nurse Mm -hmm. and I never played the patient and I didn't die. So, you know, and I always have been, you know, very interested in the spiritual aspect of, you know, things like, you know, when I'm looking back at alchemy and, um, and things that I've been attracted to in science, you know, like, Mm -hmm. and asking, well, why does that work? You know, when I was in chemistry, I'm sure my teachers hated me because I was the person in the back with my hand up saying like, well, can you show how that, how that equation works and why that equation works that way? Mm -hmm. You know, and my, and I had a really good role model, my father, who was, um, had a master's in electrical engineering. And he always told me I should use, you know, learn how to use a slide ruler. You know, (laughs) I still haven't, you know, (laughs) learned how to use a slide ruler because we ended up getting, you know, calculators. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've always had the interest of like, you know, in like in the, when I'm looking at food, I used to make dinner and then I'd make so much dinner. I grew up in an Italian neighborhood. I wasn't, I'm not Italian. And so I invited all the kids over in the neighborhood. My mother kept on saying, where's the pasta? What happened to all the tomato sauce that I bought? Because I was trying to make the perfect, you know, spaghetti and, you know, and tomato sauce at that time. Mm-hmm. And I grew up also like not being rewarded with sweets. You know, Mm -hmm. so it was easy for me to learn. You know, I I had a clear brain. I could see um, when someone did my astrology one time, you know, on a, you know, like the lady across the the street, right? She did my astrology chart. And she said to me, when everyone's on G, you already are at C. She goes, (laughs) you can see like almost into the future, so to speak, as to how something's going to turn out, Mm -hmm. you know, and you have that sixth sense for, you know, being able to do that. I've been told 
uh, that by different people who I've encountered as patients who are spiritual leaders and things like that um, over my years. And when you said you have uh, had an interest in the spiritual side of, of health, you just briefly mentioned it. How have you incorporated the spiritual side into your chiropractic work, your acupuncture work? And like you said, I mean, you became a physician in, in these because that's what you were a role. That's what you played as, as a child. How have you integrated the spiritual aspect into the phys physical aspect? Well, going to chiropractic school and going to a principled philosophy school, <laughs> you know, you learn philosophy first before you learn chiropractic, basically. And so that aspect of that is like, you know, the, you know, in, in believing in innate intelligence. So innate intelligence for some people is God. Innate intelligence for some people is Buddha. Some people it is, you know, Allah. It's another, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's the, and they all have that same ring to it. If you know, yeah. it's like, um, and so I looked at, you know, when I looked at innate intelligence that nothing, whatever the, the power that created you can heal you. I've always gone back and I stayed with that aspect of that, um, philosophy and teaching. So, um, and I had really good mentors. I had a mentor who used to say in very poor English, he used to say, what you got isn't necessarily what you got. So I always, you know, and it made me look like beneath the surface. It made me read in between the lines. It made me, when I was asking people, I sometimes, if, when I had my hands on them, you know, I asked a woman one time who was, you know, was kind of stuck at what to do with her, you know, and I don't remember her name because it was such a long time ago, but I can remember having my hands on her neck and holding these uh, points to calm the spirit, you know, and because those are all along in Chinese medicine, they're all along here, they're in the front, you know, by your by your uh, where your hairline is between your eyebrows and also um, on the base of your neck between your hairline and your neck. So I always used to, and there's um, still points there in upledger type of SOT techniques that, you know, like bring the person to at rest, you know? And uh, so when I, when I would do that every once in a while, I sometimes would get images of people. I asked her, I said, did you ever fall off a horse? You know, like, and um, you know, a horse reared up on you, but I see you falling back and hitting your head on the left. She sat up, she goes, how do you know that? And I said, you know, and I, and I said, did you ride horses? She goes a lot when I was a kid, but I was thrown one time and it scared me and I never got back on the horse, mm -hmm. you know? And I said, you should get back on the horse, you know? And, <laughs> yeah. and I said, but you just have to be, you know, mindful of like what the, like the intense energy horse spirit is you know, and, and I said, be friends. Um, and, um, and she, I said, I bet you that horse didn't like you. <laughs> she said he didn't, he used to always give, you know, it was one of those, <coughs> excuse me, funny conversations that were like one of those like esoteric, you know, like woo woo, like out of the box kind of conversations that you have sometimes with people. And then you also get to learn about that person and where, and where they're at also. So that those kind of things came yeah. into play. So what did you know? she come to you about? And then you probably Took her oh, in she a completely a, different direction. Well, she had a structural problem, you know, okay. and um, and she was trying to get over it. But a lot of times people have these structural problems and they're stuck. So like, you know, you can get adjusted from, you know, all day long, you know, and, you know, and for like years and you still have that weakness and that structural problem. Yeah. My question is what, why, just like the name I'm titled my book and the girl who's in the back of the room in chemistry class going, why, how, 
you know, and so when I ask that why and that how, I sometimes just get insight. And when I can remember when I used to adjust a lot and I had my practice and I had an active practice, um, when I had my hands on people or if I wanted to adjust a segment that was really stubborn, you know, and didn't want to let go, I always when I created my focus into being inside, it sounds kind of really woo-woo, um, <clears throat> but inside the um, the bone or, or the segment that I was trying to move, it always moved like, you know, hot knife going through butter, you know, yes. and and it was and it was really great because it was those sometimes were those that moments that you know like you see the touchdown at the end everyone goes yes you know you have that same kind of like you know energy like ah oh, that's exactly the way it's supposed to be mm -hmm. um and you know and, and and also like taking a look at like you know when i look at somebody um when i was bored at airports and i traveled quite a lot you know, I would walk up to people and ask them how long they've had shoulder problems, back problems, knee problems. You know, I go, you don't look like you feel well. You look, you're preoccupied with something going on, you know, with them. And so, you know, I've been doing this for years and mm -hmm. it just comes to me naturally to do that because I love people and I like to see people get out of their box because mm -hmm. the box hold does not hold the truth for them for tomorrow. The box holds what you already know. And many times people need to have that outside bit of information that rocks their worlds, that change their world so they get better information, so they can make better decisions, they can have better conversations, and they can ask the questions that they need to ask so they get the answers that they need to get so they can make that big decision of whatever it is. <laughs> I love right? it. On a group call last night, someone was sharing that she had been suffering for quite some time and she has taken a lot of action to move forward and and and, and different modalities and now she feels like she finally has uh, has healed in numerous ways so anyways her message from spirit throughout the last couple of weeks has been you need to share with people that suffering is optional and she's like isn't that just so so harsh. And I was like, sometimes we need to share those harsh messages and be unapologetic about it. So that way, just, just, just everything that you just said, I was like, yes, yes, yes. That's so true. It is true. How do the people respond to you? Like when you would go up to somebody in an airport, how would they respond? What would they be like totally shocked or just how would they respond? Well, I don't remember anybody ever walking away from me, but you know, but when I ask people that they go like, how do you know? And I tell them I'm a witch, <laughs> and, you know, and just, yes, I said, you know, I have this uncanny sense. I go, I have a very good eye and I have this, I go, when I was watching you walk, you know, I just noticed that it seemed like you were struggling a little bit, you know, and sometimes we put our emotions in that struggle of whatever's going on so that if you can identify what that struggle is and, and and tie in and you know make sure the mechanics of that area is working well you know then you got to go to the emotional component in fact you should probably i sometimes when i do acupuncture um as on a vip level because i don't do it in an office anymore i do it one-on-one -on -one, um i ask people like let's start and let's get the emotional crap out of the way because if you really want to get well you know, that emotional crap that we carry around from us, whatever we heard when we were two years old or happened to us, if we don't put it in a safe place, you can't move forward. Mm -hmm. And so my one of my missions is not only 
you know, to help people make sense of convoluted and challenging and confusing situations, but it's also to make it so that it's better, simpler, faster, so they get unstuck, so they can move forward. So I have a lot of people who I work with that when I finish, you know, you know, when we that we never finish because there's so much information out in the universe um, for about health, you know, and about mental wellness, you know, mm -hmm. that it, it's not like a one shot deal. You know, mm -hmm. you know, you're never going to get a one shot deal. And if you don't work with somebody as a minimum, and you probably can verify this too, that working with somebody, you've got to at least be there three months, six months is better. And yeah. a year is even better yet. You know, mm -hmm. so having somebody that you can like see these wonderful breakthroughs and then asking them, you know, what's your takeaway? What's your, you know, in our session today, or, you know, tell me what you got out of all this, you know, and somebody who I've never seen, never touched, told me that she hasn't had pain ever since she realized that she was back in her body. And I said, what does that mean? Yeah. You know, and she's, and she just says the first time in 17 years that I felt like myself, and I'm not giving myself up ever again. She <laughs> said, you know, and I go, so what do you, you know, attribute that to? And, you know, there's things that happen in our, in our sessions when we're talking that you can probably verify this too in, in the groups that you're in. People get stuck by something and then they obsess with it, especially women. Then they obsess with it, you know, and then that obsession, you know, turns into years. And then you, you planted that one particular thing, one place in your body. And those things go deep. And in order to get them, it's like an onion. You got to take the layers off, mm -hmm. you know, but when you get to it and you realize, oh my God, I've been holding on to this for like 20 years and it doesn't own me. Why did I let it take, you know, a house and rent in my body or in my mind, mm -hmm. you know? And it's like, nobody has that right to do that with somebody else, in my opinion, you know, and yeah. how, helping someone break through that, you know, then you can start to look at like, how do I get more out of my day? How do I be more productive? How do I, you know, interact, become abundant, freedom driven, you know, so that I can share that abundance and all that goodness with those around me, because women work so much better in community than they do solo. And when we realize that, we realize that we are all in the same boat rowing the same way. So those behind us and those in front of us and those around us get to heal too. Mm -hmm. You know, it's molecular. It's like on a very energetic, lovely level that you kind of go like, why do I just love being on your show, Sarah? Because this is a great experience. <laughs> you know, it's just like, it's, there's that, you know, that's that, you know, that, that realm of like connecting on a soul and spiritual and mental level yeah. that, you know, that you uplift you know, and you hold that upliftness so that everybody is like, you know, when you see Atlas, right, you know, holding the world mm -hmm. up, we are Atlases when we all work together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Have you always been able to tap in to your in, innate intelligence? That's what you refer to as divine guidance, right? Yeah, well, it could be divine guidance too. Okay. You know, it's like you can call it whatever. I let people call it whatever they want. Universal and intelligence. Same here. You know? I, Spirit just gave me the term divine guidance because it was like the most general, mm -hmm. and and it still got the point across. So I I always like to know what you call it, and I just heard you say innate intelligence. Mm -hmm. So is that have you always <laughs> have you always been able to tap into that? Because like when you're like being able to see into the body or when when did that start for you 
Um, you know, when I was a kid, there was a girl who lived across the street that was uh, in a foster home. And so, you know, we were all dabbling and, you know, like doing seances and things <laughs> like that. So, um, you know, we had, um, I had the girls in the neighborhood, which weren't many because they're like, you know, I was the only girl until I was nine years old in a neighborhood. And I had to go like six blocks away or five, whatever it was to my aunt's house who had like way too many kids and they all played sports. And I was I had to play sports because I was forced to. And so, because that's the only thing to play at that point in time. But we did this seance one time and um, it's a, it's a visual that I have held in my head. And so she wanted to have touch with her mother because her mother passed away. And so in like many years when she was a little kid, and so she had a picture of her, which I never saw of that, but we both had the same experience of seeing the same image, you know, at the same time, you know, mm -hmm. in my basement. And we both got so scared that what we were seeing, because we didn't understand anything, we didn't understand spirit or that yeah. there's like, you know, ghost or there's spirits who come visit you, you know, and, you know, and I just, you know, we both saw a woman with blonde hair with a shawl on rocking in a rocking chair. Mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and just like, you know, and then holding a baby. And I said, I told her, I, said, I think that baby was you, mm -hmm. you know? And so, yeah. and then we just kind of got so scared at it. We turned all the lights on, put the candles out, you know, and, you know, I read someplace that you're supposed to sprinkle salt all over. So I ran upstairs <laughs> and got my mother's salt container and I threw it all over the floor <laughs> of the basement, you know, and we left. And my mother just said, how does salt get downstairs? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, kind of thing. So I had yeah. things like that um, happen to me. Yeah. You know, and I had things, you know, for sure it, that are, um, I had it happen to me more than a couple times, you know, and, or, you know, I felt energy um, when, you know, in a meditation. For me, meditation, I cannot sit up. I've got to lay down. Mm. You know, I need to yeah. be, com I need to be comfortable in mm -hmm. doing that. And so, um, you know, and I always, you know, if I need to like, you know, I, I've learned from a guy from in chiropractic school, you know, the innate intelligence stuff. And he had me do this really interesting practice um, and told me that I needed it. His name was Farmer, was his nickname. And, um, you know, he had me lay on a table. I made my girlfriend come with me. <laughs> I'm thinking I'm not going to this guy's <laughs> house by myself. And um, so um, he made me lay down and he made me imagine and um, through like uh, in, like a almost like type of hypnosis, the uh, but not wasn't hypnotic, um, where I was raising my feet up to this golden plane, then my legs, then my body, and then my shoulders and arms, and then my torso. But the hardest thing to get up there was my head. Mm. You know, which is why they always do it last because your head never wants to be without your body. And so, you know, it's just like, and so when I got that, I started practicing that and it helped me just peace out about everything. It helped me get better grades. You know, anytime I needed to just like zone out and I was getting stressed out mm -hmm. from being in school and mm -hmm. studying things, studying all the time. And um, it just was very, very helpful to learn that practice. So I, when I went to meditation classes, I was always so uncomfortable sitting up and I wanted to get the most out of that half hour moment that I would find some place to go lay down, you know, um, mm -hmm. in order for me to do that. And it was very easy for me to get into that deeper state into theta, 
you know, mm -hmm. and so that I had a totally different experience. <clears throat> so for those who don't know who are listening, can you explain what theta is? Um, well, you know, there's in just in a normal sleep, there's certain levels of sleep. And there's, you know, there's basically four stages. There's one, two, you know, three, four, and then there's REM. So the uh, where you have your best connection with spirit and things that happen that I call the magical moment is in stage mm -hmm. three and stage four. And so the first part, one and two is like when you're starting to fall asleep or when you're starting to meditate, you're getting comfortable. You know, and a lot of meditation courses don't want you to get into theta because that's deep and they can't control that. They like you don't hear somebody and, you know, and that's when you're sleeping where you say, like, I slept through a tornado, <laughs> you know, or if I sleep, you know, because it was always an easy place for me to go. Mm -hmm. And so but that deep sleep is where you have serotonin, not, excuse me, serotonin melatonin increasing you know, and that's why you don't take melatonin supplements during the daytime because your melatonin increases at night, not in the morning. Yeah. Um, and it also interferes with other chemicals that are going on, but that deeper sleep, that Delta alpha, you know, that whole part of that, that all happens. The deep part happens and all the magic happens through restore, revitalize and repair, even the meditation in that deep place. So I always, you know, I love going there. And when I lay down, I could go there in a nanosecond, <laughs> you know, and, awesome. you know, but that's like the, the part of it. And people, you know, can look up and, you know, for a better explanation or a more thorough explanation um, on what, you know, they, that theta part of that cycle is. But in, in simple, in the REM section of their, when you're like going, that's when you're dreaming, actually, a mm -hmm. lot of people don't get to that anymore because they're so disturbed. Their minds are disturbed. Their hearts are disturbed oh and, the, and the heart houses the mind, you know, so that if that's off balance for whatever reason, mm -hmm. getting to that point to where you're actually dreaming, because a lot of people say they don't remember their dreams mm -hmm. and it's because they don't ever get there, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and in REM also, rapid eye movement, your body basically is paralyzed. You're not moving at all, you know? And so, yes. and that's so you don't act out and slug the person next to you, you know, <laughs> like bang, you know, or push the dog <laughs> off the bed, you know, you know, or fall off the bed yourself and start walking where you don't mm -hmm. know where, where you're walking. That's where sleepwalking probably has a tendency to come from is mm -hmm. in that realm, you know, but it's like, but you're supposed to be, your muscles become temporarily paralyzed. That whole cycle is about 110 minutes, something like that. Um, that and, you know, so that you, you know, realize that and that's where you get your most restless sleep. That's when you wake up in the morning and say, yeah, baby, let's go out and do the day, you know, and, 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 and you're more revitalized. You, you don't tired. You don't have brain fog. You know, when people have brain fog, they're waking up in deep sleep a mm. lot of times. Mm -hmm. you know, and, or else if you take a nap, which are, is super cool to do, very important to like, you know, you can get that, you know, that power nap and come back and be more highly intently cognitive, you know, mm -hmm. and more functional. And you can do that, um, you know, by taking naps, but you never want your nap unless you really want to sleep for like three or four hours. You mm -hmm. never want that nap to get into, you know, stage three, stage four into the deep sleep cycle. You know, mm -hmm. or else you wake up, you're like, wow, where am I? <laughs> you know? That happened to me yesterday. I set my alarm for 15 minutes and I was like, I woke up and I'm like, okay, cool. I like, cause I went in and I meditated and I was 
spirit's been giving me messages and I'm elevating and integrating some information right now. And so I just wanted, I felt like I needed to calm my mind and get into meditation. So I set my alarm for 15 minutes. So I wouldn't get into the deep sleep. I shut off my alarm and I woke up an hour and a half later (laughs) and I was like, that's not what I wanted. (laughs) And I, I was dreaming and Oh my God. I woke up and I walked downstairs and, and my husband is like, are you okay? I'm like, just give me a moment. <laughs> I, I slept too long. <laughs> you know what you can do to get out of that as a little oh like health hack is um, if you're not used to jumping up and down where your feet actually leave the floor, you can go up on the ball, your foot bottom, up, up bottom like this and bounce where you're using, I can demonstrate this a little bit better like this. So like, um, where you're pumping your arms at your waist, just yeah. slightly like, you know, mm-hmm. six inches up and down yeah. and keeping your elbows in. And then you put them at your shoulders and then put them over your head and then bring them back down. But to gotcha. start out, it's really difficult. Cause I've had, I have done it with so many people and they're going like, how, like, wow, I didn't think <laughs> <laughs> this would be that hard. So that's why I always tell people to start off with keeping your toes and keeping anchored that way and just bringing your heels up and just do like, you know, do 20 of them. Mm-hmm. you know, and then do 20 of them, a bounce, you know, in place, you know, and then yeah. over the head. Um, so it's good for you. So you had just mentioned, and then it brought a question to my mind of some people don't get into that REM sleep because they're not in balance. Do you have any tips or do you want to share any tips on how maybe like three or two, I don't care, uh, on how they could get in balance? Well, the biggest tip <laughs> I can give them is to buy the book, Why Are You Sick, Fat, and Tired? Because what it does is it looks at your weakest link and it looks at your strongest link. So it looks at what you got going for you and what you've got to pay attention to immediately. Okay. So if you know what you need to pay attention to immediately, you can look at lifestyle medicine. Lifestyle medicine looks at, you know, like food is medicine, food first, nutrition and diet are very two different things, you know, and then exercise and targeted supplementation. So there's, there's things that, you know, you got to fix your gut because a lot of times you can have some organ system that's interfering with your sleep cycle, like the okay. liver, the gallbladder, yes. you know, the, any part of the gut, like, you know, is, ACIN, does that stem from like the Chinese medicine, like the body clock. It, it can, I, like the ceridian cycle, yeah, you know, yeah. so, is that- you know, like the, you know, the liver, the gallbladder is from 11, um, 11 to one the livers, one to three, and the lung is three to, um, five and from five to seven is the large intestine. So when people first get up in the morning, I always go to the tell bathroom. Them, and that's why you go to the bathroom, you know, because <laughs> it's like, you know, it's been like trying to detox, you know, and also in that really nice sleep that you get, you know, into, you know, that deep sleep is when the brain detoxes also. And mm. so this, all those toxins have got to have a place to go to. And when they don't, they keep on storing in blood, brain, bone, and fat. And when that happens, that's deep, you know, and that, you know, and to get those things out of your, that those fat cells. So fat doesn't just necessarily mean I'm overweight. Fat me also looks at being like the toxin portion of it. Like somebody once said to me when I first went to publish this book, a woman who was in my business group and very, very, very on the left side of her brain um, said to me, I'm not sick, I'm not fat and I'm not tired, Dr. Pat. So why in the heck would I wanna buy your book? 
And I said, mm. you'd want to buy it because everybody gets tired and you basically know if you're tired, some people pay, don't pay attention to it and they burn that tired on both ends of the candle. Mm. And you know, if you're fat, basically your clothes don't fit you. When you start wearing stretchy clothes all the time, you know, then unless you're really super active, you know, mm -hmm. then you got to take a look at, you know, like go back and try that pair of jeans on that you wore three years ago. Um, mm -hmm. And if you don't fit in them, then you got to pay attention to what's going on with that. And people don't know if they're sick. Sickness takes a while to, you know, to equate. So I've had people on charts in here that have had a low, that had an optimal running immune system, but they had high scores in other organ systems. Like all the organ systems are supposed to work like a Swiss watch. And so when I see that, I'm going, if you keep this up here, your immune system's gonna eventually pay. And so those are a lot of people sometimes that, you know, they have the, you know, what's lurking below the surface. And those are people who like when they're exposed to flu viruses and things like that, you know, that they get really sick. They don't get to get sick, they get really sick. And because they have all this, stuff lurking below the surface that's looking for a venue to express itself. And when it doesn't, you know, then your immune system is always one of the last things to go. Uh, and so you have to, um, you know, take the book, you know, puts in a very simplistic, it's not complicated, but, uh, simplistic me, way. God bless you. Um, and, you know, puts in a simplistic way, you know, and charts out what your pattern is. So then you can look at what your pattern is and you can find out what that is. So, you know, you know, I always use three go-tos for health hacks and my health hack is like, um, you know, especially, you know, you've got to quell the gut because a lot of times people, um, you know, they have gut things going on, then it offers the opportunity for you to have too many thoughts and thoughts cannot do anything that you do to get rid of toxins in your household and, or get rid of inflammation in your body. So like the, you know, the, the three things, the reason why people get sick is because basically of inflammation because of toxins, which create more inflammation. That's air, water, food that you eat, think, and then you have those think things like, you know, your, your thoughts. So you have to have ways to, you know, like quiet that out, like stop watching, you know, turn your computer off two hours before you go to sleep, do things like stop watching TV. Don't watch violent films. I mean, it's not that hard. Turn yeah. the TV off. There are certain then, things that I just can't watch because yeah. I feel everything. And I'm like, if I watch like a binge watch a show, mm -hmm. it takes me a few I have to go through and like energetically clear out the character. And oh, I, that yeah. probably sounds really kind of crazy, but I'm like, I literally have just taken on that drama and I don't want that crap. So we're going to, we're going to clean that up. Yeah. You know, and, and people, people don't realize that then they go to sleep, you know, and you're, and if you look at the three brains, you know, so you have the, the lizard brain, the primitive brain you know, that is really active in people right now. They have the lizard brain, you have the reactionary brain and you have the um, rational brain. So anytime that you do something that's successful, you are feeding and you honor that you are feeding the rational or the reactionary brain. Mm -hmm. So you can go like, oh, look at, there's a tie-in for those two. Lizard brain, go away. But the lizard brain is the strongest when you're tired. And so when you're going to go to sleep is when you say those affirmations, I am great. I am successful. I'll be healthy. God gives me the air that I breathe, the water I drink and the food I drink to repair and revitalize me for the future. Radiant energy flows through me. I mean, that's, it's, you know, I have said that, you know, I 
so you can tell I've said that more than once. I know, yeah. um, and so, <laughs> but you know, but saying that before I go to sleep or right when I first wake up, the lizard brain's quelled immediately. And when the lizard brain starts to come up, you know, I say the, the good guy, the bad guy, especially that my Irish friends always say that, you know, it's just like you take the lizard guy and you knock him off your shoulders. So when you do something that's very positive and you have a good, good result with it, tap yourself on your right shoulder. Like, good job. Mm, I like good that. Good job, Sarah. You know, and, you know, yeah. and give yourself a hug and go tell, look in the mirror and say, Jane, Jane Bond 007. You know, because as you have, you know, you've got to feed your own spirit. You can't yeah. expect somebody else to do it. And so when you do good things, you know, it creates more good things. And then you have more fun. Mm -hmm. Do those affirmations play a role in the health of your body? Sure they do. As if you have what you think, you know, they, they, there's studies. I um, just finished teaching a course called um, Stronger Than Medicine. And so I am going to be repeating that course again. And I'm, you know, and, and the purpose of that course was to help busy professionals, busy moms. To me, a mom is a job. <laughs> if you got kids, it, sure. it's a job. Yeah. And so, you know, it's just like to help those people, you know, get, you know, more out of the day, the productivity, the peace of mind, you know, prosperity, you know, so that they're not depleted at the end of the day. A girlfriend of mine and an ex-CEO said to me, she said, I'll put money on it. Men do not think at 2.45 in the afternoon, what am I, what food am I going to feed my, you know, that's nutritious for my children, mm -hmm. you know, and then you got to figure out where do I have to go buy it? And then your boss comes in and tells you to do something else. So taking that hat off as being a professional, you know, mm -hmm. and to, into going, being a mom is huge, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, and then making, being able to make that transition. Cause if you had a really tough, horrible day at work, getting home and looking at your children going, hi, Sarah, tell me how, you know, what did you do today? You know, like, tell me what, you know, was, what was fun? You know, how were your classes? What did Mrs. So-and-so say, you know, when you gave her your presentation and being in that mom mode, that's loving and encompassing. Mm -hmm. You know, and then yeah. the big one is having something left over for yourself, mm -hmm. you know, taking that bubble bath. I don't care if it's 11 o'clock at night. In fact, taking a bubble bath that's warm will help you sleep better. <laughs> you know, so that self, that little bit of extra self-care, you know, mm -hmm. at the, at the end of the day for you helps you get into falling asleep and being, and going to sleep with a clear mind, mm -hmm. you know? So like, if you got something on your mind, you know, um, the easiest thing to do to get rid of it is ask yourself, is there anything you can do about it immediately? And if there is, get your butt out of bed, go do it, get it over with, sayonara, and give yourself permission to go to sleep. Mm -hmm. If there's not, then you write a list down of things that are on your mind, you know, write it down. And at the end, you write so you visually see it and you say it out loud. So there's auditory feeling and visual. I give myself permission to go to sleep right now. And, and I am going to have a great sleep because then what it does is it makes that lizard brain go, Oh no, you're not. And you go, Oh yes, I am. You know, and you say it with conviction and that, and it quells that lizard brain. You only really need that lizard brain is when, you know, you have a saber toothed tiger in front of you. You know, you need it when, you know, you want to make love, you know, you need it when, you know, because it's the fight or flight, you know, it's just like, you, you need it, you know, like, um, with, you know, for like, you know, feeding yourself, am I hungry now? If the answer is no, don't eat, mm -hmm. 
-hmm. you know, and, you know, it's, it's just like have a glass of water and then go back to the idea of like a half hour later, should I eat something now? Because you might not, you know, you might not really be hungry, it just might be that cycle in your stomach, you know, because a lizard brain knows all those things, you know, to like press those buttons, you know, mm -hmm. so that, you know, you fall off your diet, you fall off your, you know, like believing in yourself as you've got. And also, you know, people need to find other people that are going to say yes to them, mm. you know, yes. Oh we, my goodness. We, we so, yes. so many times we find, you know, we go ask the wrong person and, and talk to them in a different language. So we're asking them what we think is like a perfect sentence, you know, and <laughs> do you want to go to the beach? And the person, if you ask me, I would say no. <laughs> and because I like the water, but I don't like sand. Mm -hmm. So unless the beach has showers on it, <laughs> to rinse off all the time, then for me, I was just like, you know, or, or I have to bring bottled water <laughs> all, all the time because I just don't like the feeling of that. Mm -hmm. So the, um, you, you know, it's just like, so asking like in the, in the right language, like if they're a feeling person, like, oh, just, you know, the hot sand, you know, it's going to pique my interest. The auditory person is going, listen to the waves roll in. It's so peaceful, you mm -hmm. know? And, you know, then the, it, then you have that, you know, the, the feeling person is just like laying on a big, huge blanket with you makes my heart sing. Mm -hmm. Would you like to go to the beach? <laughs> you know, it's like, nobody's going to say, no one's gonna, like, and if you learn how to, to phrase that, yeah. then you get people to agree with you because you mm -hmm. first want them or agree with them and then have them agree with you. So there's, I teach um, and help people posture out that language so that they're communicating better with themselves and they're communicating better with their loved ones. And if, especially when I'm helping someone advocate with a doctor, you know, because people who think like doctors or people, doctors who think like doctors, mm -hmm. you've got to be really quick in what you want to say. You have to be very focused and you have to ask the questions that mean something to them. So it piques their attention. It gets their attention because they look at you like, huh? <laughs> you know, and because they don't get you, you know, so you're looking yeah. for a doctor who gets you and you're looking for a way to communicate with them better. And that, and that, and then that way you get more out of your visits, you know, you get more out of your health. And then you might find out that you're with the wrong doctor because ha getting, having a doctor that gets you from the get-go is really a nice thing to have happen. Um, oh, and, sure. and also and steer you in a way that, you know, um, you know, I like to mentor and coach because I think coaching is great because they go, like, oh, what did you get out of that? you know, and that type of thing. But I want someone to say to me, when I use this, I have this result, you know, let me mentor you. Let me show you a different way to do that. That's easier and better, mm -hmm. you know, and faster and simpler, you know, and, you know, and so people, you know, and the people have that misnomer about simple um, or simpler because simple doesn't mean it's going to be easy. It means that it's going to be doable. And it's achievable. Yeah. So if it's doable and achievable, it might take some work, but mm -hmm. who's your best investment? You, mm -hmm. right? Oh, you got to invest in yourself, Rosha. It's like you, you, and you, and that goes back to that belief system in yourself. Mm -hmm. So when you ask for spirit guidance, you know, you just, you know, and you pull that energy into you, you know, because I would say breathe in. The thing that I love about the old Anthony Robbins Tony Robbins yeah, yeah. is he used to do these walks 
And this, this is really actually kind of hard to do because it makes you really focus on what you're doing and it makes you focus mentally on what you're doing. He has these power walks in the beginning of the power walks. He had people, this is a great health hack. Um, he had people when they breathe in, they touch the fingertips in that kind of motion back and forward. And so when you breathe in, like you breathe out, you know, you're touching your fingertips. In acupuncture, it's essential because those are Jingwell points. Those Jingwell points wake up those organs. And the organs mm -hmm. that go from your chest to your hands or your hands back to your head before they head south to your feet, then, you know, they are the lungs, they're the large intestine, they are the sanjiao or the triple warmer, which helps circulation in the body. Yeah. You know, they're the heart, the small intestine, you know, those kind of, you know, the, the pericardium, that's uh, the sac around the heart, you know, it's just like, it's all those things that are from the chest up to your head, you know, and your lungs. And so it is so important to be able to breathe correctly. So it makes you focus on your breath and you do that for about two minutes or three minutes, if you can do it that long, because you mm -hmm. always, you know, you don't have to, it's like, this you have to concentrate. <laughs> But the thing about it is the thing that he does after that is that you go through the same process and you touch your fingers and you say, what am I grateful for? Mm -hmm. What am I grateful for? You know, and so then you get past the what am I grateful for and answering to just say, I'm grateful to be on the show today, for instance, like I'm grateful for to have special time with my dog. My dog always makes me laugh, even though he made me late for the show today. <laughs> and, and so, you know, there there's all those things that you get from that, you know, Tony Robbins power walk and those. But that's just the first part of it. And then my thing for people is who hate to exercise is I tell them walk as fast as you can, as far as you can, for as long as you can. And so one day they might be just like, I just got to stop. You know, I'm too distracted because you don't want to be distracted while you're walking down a road and, you know, or, and miss, you know, or, or like step in a hole or anything else like that, you know, cause you yeah. need to be aware, you know, and, um, in for those kind of things. And then you start your day off with affirmations for the mindset and the positive mental attitude. And then you look at your posture, you have a friend take a picture of you from forward, from the side and from the back. And you look at where your posture is, because if you don't have good structure, you can't have good function. And that's why you go see a chiropractor who handles those types of things. So they, they're looking at posture, they're looking at function and somebody who has like, you know, how can I functionally adjust this so that you're standing taller, better and straighter. And that, cause when you do that, all your organs work better. Like eating on a couch, your tooth, you know, bent over. Mm -hmm. So you're compressing your stomach. So, you know, it's like, you wonder why your foods are just, you know, putrefying, you know, mm -hmm. super stinky poops, you know, <laughs> that's a problem too, because, you know, or, you know, or if they're not well-formed in Chinese medicine, you always look at that. You always look at the color of urine. You always look at the quality of sleep and how long you're sleeping and all, you know, all the pieces of the puzzle help start fitting in just from starting to take that walk. <laughs> and breathing yes. in, you know, and then moving on to gratitude and then looking at like, I'm doing exercise. Look at me, like I've already walked a mile or two miles, you know, mm -hmm. and you keep on doing what you're comfortable with doing and not set yourself up for failure. That is beautiful. Yeah. How may, how do we connect with you? Well, there's numerous ways to connect with me. One a good way to connect with me and find out all <clears throat> my socials 
<coughs> excuse me, is to buy the book, Why You're Sick, Fat, and Tired. It comes in digital and paper form. I recommend the paper form because it's in your face. Digital, I, I send about this all the time. I buy a digital book or audible book and I never mm -hmm. hear it. I mean, because mm -hmm. I have more than one that I'm listening to. Yeah. So having it directly in front of you is helpful. So all my um, my socials are in there. Um, I have that course that I'm re, um, updating right now called Stronger Than Medicine. So if somebody wants to be interested in reaching out with me for that, they can do it at my usual link, um, meetdrpat.as.me forward slash the initials of the course, Stronger Than Medicine you know, mm -hmm. to have a chat with me. Um, and, you know, and I'm always open to talking to somebody. I'm from the Midwest. We talk to everybody, you know, <laughs> and we get, and we have a lot of joy in doing that because I get more out of like the human voice than I do in a text message or sure. that I do. And like, and if it's, you know, um, looking to see if I can help somebody or not help somebody, if I can't help somebody, I will at least tell you if I was in the same place as you in your shoes, this is what I would do next. So that you can get the best information and, and, and where to really focus your, you know, time, energy and money on you, you know, that makes sense. Um, I'm on LinkedIn, um, yes. you know, and that's how we met. Um, so there's that. And then I have a, a Facebook page that I post on. Um, I have that I have a private group for the Stronger Than Medicine course that I um, that I have. Um, and I do that individually also, and I do it, you know, uh, looking to get a group together um, coming up in April, um, towards the end of April, probably more in May. I haven't had a start date yet because I wanted to finish updating it, of course. Um, and then, um, you know, and then people can always, you know, they can find me. <laughs> they could be. Google my name. I'm someplace on, on the internet. Well, that's sure. so wonderful. Thank you so much for all this information, your time, your energy, and this awesome conversation. Yes, you're welcome very much. I'm glad to be here. Let's do it again. <laughs> awesome. Sounds good. Talk soon. Thanks. Thank you for tuning into this episode. For more information about the guest and how to listen to your divine guidance, please click on the episode description. So much love to you. See you soon. Mm -hmm.